Hi, I'm Keenan. And I'm Rachel. And this week on Part of Our World, we have Brendan and Catherine from Detour to Neverland podcast to talk about the rides we would replace, refurbish, restore, or rethink. Yes. So welcome, Brendan and Catherine. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be on. Awesome. Um, and just one clarification there, Rachel, and that this is my fault because I labeled the topic rides that you would retheme or repurpose or whatever, but it, when we get into it, it can be any attraction shows or whatever, but we've been on your show, but you guys haven't been on our show yet. And uh, we had a great time recording with you before and we've known each other via the internets for a while now, but since our guests, beginnings of our, yes, of since the of earliest beginnings, um, but our guests may, or I'm sure there's plenty of overlap, but, but some of our listeners may not be familiar with you guys. And even if they are, I'm sure they want to hear your story. So we'd like to start by just kind of asking you about how you kind of fell in love with Disney, got into the journey of podcasting, but maybe you can both start with um, when you became exposed slash obsessed with Disney? Well, I think like a lot of Disney fanatics, I started going to Disney at a pretty early age. I honestly don't think I really remember the first time that I went to Disney World, but then it was a pretty steady thing growing up. I'd say we went like maybe every four years, but like a huge family vacation. So my mom's whole side, my dad's whole side, we would um, rent like a big house and stay together. So we went pretty consistently growing up. And I think that kind of fostered my love for Disney. But then I guess it was probably when we went together for the first time that I caught like the Disney bug and I decided it was a place that I could spend forever at. Mm -hmm. So it just was kind of a steady growth. Yeah. And my family was pretty similar growing up, but all of our trips as a family almost always had to revolve around baseball. So my dad was obsessed with going to every single baseball stadium in the U.S. and Canada, but we never made it to Toronto. Um, but we would go to spring training a lot. And since Disney was kind of centrally located, we ended up going pretty much every spring break using Disney as the base and then driving out to all these little spring training locations. So we went quite a bit growing up, but then my brother is five years older than me. So we kind of stopped, got pulled out of the Disney bubble probably a little bit earlier than I would have liked to. And then, yeah, we went for my senior trip when we were dating in high school. And that's where it kind of all clicked. And we realized that we felt like adults at 18 years old, even though we weren't but we realized that there was so much more to do and the thrill rides, you know, maybe weren't as big as universal, but there was many more aspects that we enjoyed. So it kind of just stuck from there and we started going every couple of years at that point. And then now it's become an obsession and going <laughs> almost every other month. It seems like now. That's crazy. That's awesome. I've been loving those throwback pictures of you guys too on the, the social medias seeing. Young Brendan and Catherine. 
There's something. <laughs> it's given me something to do over this long period of time. Might as well dig through some old pictures and get a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta make that Disney magic somehow when you can't go to the parks. Yeah. So to answer your question about podcasting, um, I've been a huge, I'm sure like many podcast hosts, I've been a huge consumer of podcasts for a really long time. And it was just kind of one of those things where I you know, you're listening to WDW radio one day and these other, I listened to a lot of business podcasting when I was in school and I thought I could do this. And of course, the number one thing, if you Google how to start a podcast, they'll say, you know, find your niche and find what your interests are. And for me, it was natural for it to be Disney. And then I was going through a period where I was not happy with my career, uh, fresh out of college. So it's kind of like, well, I know there's other people out there who maybe want to start a Disney blog or a Disney podcast or a YouTube channel or an Etsy shop, whatever it might be. So I want to try to reach these people and share their stories. And it just kind of took off from there. I did how many episodes? Probably 40 episodes by myself. And then Catherine joined me after that. And it's been a blast ever since. We're like 180 something episodes in, which is unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys have a great show. I'd say it's a little different than like the average Disney podcast. Like a lot of what we do, we don't we don't do news, which you guys don't really do either. Um, well, you don't, and we do a lot of like here's tips for the parks and movie reviews. But yours is totally different. So, can you just share a little bit about like what separates your podcast from the rest? Yeah, I mean, so. Really, the idea is each and every Monday we bring on a Disney creator. So either in the content space or in the product space, and we just try to learn about what all they have going on. So how they got started. Uh, you know, our conversation with you guys, shameless plug, in episode number one hundred and sixty-two. You know, learning about what's your Disney story and what was it that sparked you starting this new project, and really the whole backbone behind it is trying to reach those people who maybe have an idea about a Disney project that they want to start, but they don't exactly know like what route they want to go or how they want to get off the ground. Just trying to give some sort of guidance or inspiration or spark of determination, whatever it might be is kind of the whole goal behind it. We've branched out a little bit since then. So now we do storytelling episodes where we look at different attractions in the parks and we do some trip reports and we try to keep it fresh, but the interviews are kind of the backbone of everything that we do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And I have um, just been exposed to just various content creators that have been really good because of your show. So I think that's just really cool the way that you network and kind of, I don't know, you're like, it seems almost like I don't want to say selfless, but like you're really into like promoting other people, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that wasn't, I don't know. I don't want to say that wasn't ever the intent, but just kind of connecting people who are like-minded, you know, if we love Disney and wanted to create something, we knew that there would be other people like us. And it is kind of fun to play almost like that networking game where we'll talk to someone and then they'll recommend like, Oh, you should talk to my friend who does this. And like to make all those connections, it's kind of like a game. Mm-hmm. But in real life, we are the worst networkers of all time. Oh yeah. So we hate it. <laughs> we're just good digital networkers. Yeah. Well, and you've got the pixie dust to kind of connect people. <laughs> yep. Uh, because I, I feel like we just had a conversation recently, um, with drunk stormtrooper and he goes, 
probably once a month to the parks. And that was the thing was he was just saying, I've never met someone that I didn't like who's part of the Disney community that like we have this very, I don't say simplistic bond, but just, you know, we come from all different walks of life, but we have Disney in common and it's, I don't know, Walt really set up in this enterprise that's inspiring people to be creative, to be dreamers, to go out and do stuff. Um, and your, your podcast is cool because it kind of hits it, kind of taps into that. Yeah. Well, we thank you so much for that. That it's truly an honor to kind of be looked at that way because that is sort of the intent behind it um, for sure. But yeah, I think just to add on to that, I think many Disney people within the community, even if you're not creating any sort of content, there's just a, there's a comfort level that comes with being around other Disney people who get it. And you don't have to explain that it's not just for kids and you don't have to explain that. Yes. I feel like I'm enriching culture by going to Epcot. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you don't, you don't have to do that explanation that people just get it. Yeah. Super sweet. Um, And the story up the ride, the attraction story ride. The episodes that you guys are doing are also really cool. Kind of different spin, but it's like the, uh, you know, the imaginary aspect of of the same essence that you're tapping into. So, I know, and I feel bad because in a way, we kind of stole that from <laughs> the Disney Plus. That was our inspiration. We watched the Imagineering podcast, not podcast. Well, we do listen to the Imagineering <laughs> podcast. But we watched um, that on Disney Plus, and we were just so fascinated by all the history that we didn't know that it kind of pushed us to want to do that kind of for our own like curiosity, but then, you know, it's always fun to share. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Cool. Well, I think that's pretty good for getting to know you guys. And um, we'll have you plug your show there at the end, but um, go and listen to Detour to Neverland, specifically the episode with us on it, if <laughs> shameless plug. Um, no, but I, I, we talked a lot about basically starting a podcast from the basement up. Um, and I hear all the time, not just with Disney, but people are just like, I kind of want to start a podcast and it's fun. It's a, it's been an awesome hobby. So here's to many more, many more episodes and more friendships from the community. Absolutely. So, Main event. We have asked you onto the show to challenge you with the task of taking four attractions at Walt Disney World Resort. I guess I suppose you could have done Disneyland, but I know all mine are Walt Disney World. Um, And you have to, with one of them, you have to replace it entirely. With one of them, you have to retheme it. Uh, With one of them, you have to refurb it. And then one of them, you have to restore it, which can either be restoring it to an older form, uh, or you can take an attraction that's no longer there and restore that. So, we flipped a coin before the episode started, and Catherine, you get to pick... (laughs) (laughs) Darn it! (laughs) Somehow that happened off camera, and I I support it. I didn't actually flip a coin, but (laughs) you're going to go first. It was a four-sided coin. (laughs) Um, Which category would you like to start with? Ooh, okay. Maybe refurb. 
Okay. I feel like that's like an easy start. Yeah. Ease into it. Yeah. All right. Sure. Go yeah, we're it. not you're probably not going to offend anyone by saying I'd like to refurb this attraction. <laughs> exactly. There will be some that <laughs> I'm sorry in advance for some of my awful takes that I'm sure people will disagree with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so do okay. I go first? Yes, yeah. Okay. So my refurb, I chose Voyage of the Little Mermaid. And it's mostly because every time we go in there, it's usually just because it's hot and we need a break and it's nice and air conditioned and there's a seat. But I think we leave every single time and complain that just the effects were just ridiculously outdated. So they need to update the technology, the little lasers that they point to make you feel like you're under the sea. They can do better than that. We've got to do better than that. (laughs) Um, And the mics. I think we've never been able to hear Ariel very well singing for whatever it's never reason. Loud enough. Yeah. She's very quiet. And I don't know if she's just, if that's like a singing technique, I don't sing. So maybe she's trying to like preserve her voice. Every time. Every, yeah, every There's time. a lot of shows, Brendan. She's a popular yeah. girl, but I mean, we can never hear. So they've got to, Mess with their with their mic a little bit. And we sat in the very front row last time. We We wrote for that specific intention, like, well, maybe the sound (laughs) just doesn't travel to the back. In the front row, we're still like, is Ariel singing right now? We can't hear anything. (laughs) So that's my refurb. Yeah, good pick. That's a good one. That definitely needs some love. It does. I think there are people that probably argue that it just needs to go, but it's it's fun. I. I actually like the lasers. I don't know why. (laughs) I know it's cheesy, but I'm just like, oh, yeah. It's just puts me me in the mood, I guess. I know it's your choice, Catherine, but can I recommend, can the puppets stay? Because I love the puppets. Oh, yeah. I like the puppets. I just think like technology-wise or effect-wise, even, I don't know, surely some of the props or something, you know, could get a little love. But I do like the puppets. I'll agree with that. The puppets and I guess Ursula, who's also technically a puppet, I think is a cool part of that show. Oh, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you so can more hear like her. that. Yeah. They need more like that. And keep Max as well. So they could oh, just yeah. make it all an entirely puppet show, I guess. Oh, yeah. That would be an idea. There we go. Solved. I like that. I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I feel like they should just take... Voyage of the Little Mermaid, make it entirely a puppet musical and put it in place of another puppet musical, Finding Nemo. Sorry if I just offended anyone there, but Ooh. or you stepped on or stepped yourself. on toes. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> um Brendan, what what was your choice for refurbing? So we did stay all in Walt Disney World, but we did pull some inspiration from Disneyland. And so mine is taking Space Ranger Spin and turning it into the Disneyland version of Buzz Astro Blasters and maybe even updating that along the way. But really, it's the guns. So Disneyland version, for anybody who doesn't know, you can pull the guns off of your cart. You can move them around. They're attached by a tether. Much better aim. You don't have to yell at the person who is twisting you. Especially if it's your kid (laughs) who just goes in circles. (laughs) Oh, so that's a good question. So you guys ride three deep in that ride? We have. I mean, when he was really little, we did last time. Last time we didn't, but I was with him. I won. Of course, Rachel beat me, which is (laughs) rare. 
but I was I was doing three sixties the entire time. <laughs> Maybe not quite. It's actually he would just jerk it one way and then immediately jerk it the next time. I'm like, well, not getting Galactic Hero today. <laughs> but yeah, I just we when we rode the Disneyland version, we both got off like, why in the world did they ever attach the guns to the carts in Disney World? It just doesn't make sense. So that would be my choice. And and give it some updates along the way as well. The the virtual room, I don't really understand the point of that. Like put another good scene in that space. That would you mean be, like with the stars? Yeah, like with that? the stars that you're just like a going conveyor belt. Yeah, that's what what are you what are you doing in there? So good point. So having not ridden the Disneyland one, is the only difference really the blasters? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes a world of difference. Right. Yeah, I agree. That's one that also it's needs definitely some, dated. something. Yeah. Well, and it's like Toy Story Mania makes it a hundred times worse because you understand what could be mm-hmm. as far as a shooting game. Right. And it mm-hmm. just falls so short. Good. Rachel. Is it my turn? Okay. I have like a list here. Of ones that need refurbed. So, I'll go with my first... Actually, no. I'm going to say a controversial pick, which is Fantasmic. Because I didn't see that till I was... just this past trip, and everyone kept talking it up. And then when I was there, it just felt like it dragged on with like one waterfall projection after another. And the Pocahontas scene is way too long. And the end, it's like the boat is really cute when they all come out on the boat waving flags. It's like, that's sweet, but I feel like it could be like more epic. Of course, there is the very end with Mickey. Um, But I don't know. It just, I was really excited for it and it left me kind of underwhelmed. So I think they need to do something with those waterfall projections. Maybe. I do feel like they've gotten worse over the years. Like maybe the jets aren't working as well as they used to. In my opinion, it's never a good sign where they have to mark off like a splash zone. <laughs> That's just like cringy. No one wants to get what while you're watching a show. So no. I could definitely agree with that. Tell that to Shamu. Everybody <laughs> wants to get wet while watching a show. But I agree. The Pocahontas scene is just weird as well. It doesn't really make sense. No, to just the kind story. of. Yeah, it kind of feels like shoehorned in there because Pocahontas doesn't get maybe enough attention in the parks. And they're like, you know, if we could put her in Fantasmic for too long of a time. And you're just like, what happened? There's some question- questionable choices in that show for sure. And you're right. The water projections, I think at first you're like, wow, that's really neat. That's yeah, a ooh, cool ah, effect. And then you're like, okay. 20 minutes in the show, Another you're like, one. oh. Here we go again. More of I that. Mean, of More course- of those blurry <laughs> movie screens. Yeah. Of course, I like Catherine. Are you struggling because this is one of your I just cherished? Hit her in the head on it. Hit me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you to get closer to the mic. I, I know <laughs> she's got it. So yeah, that's mine. Of course, I love Sorcerer Mickey. The dreams, like the kind of throwback to Fantasia, and like just a lot of those classics. But overall, could use a little update or little changing of things around but but we're keeping it that's the yeah 
under a refurb, we're still keeping it, just giving it some love Life. and care. Yes. Okay. Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. As long as it's staying. So with my pick, my heart says Muppets Vision 3D because I love that attraction. It desperately needs an update. And I feel like if it doesn't get it, they're just going to remove it. Muppets are kind of dated. Uh, but I don't know what I would do with it other than just upgrading the technology. I don't think that's enough to save it. So I'm going to go with uh, an attraction that I think for, for whatever reason, I think this attraction's not going anywhere and it should. And that is the Tomorrowland Speedway. And I'm going to refurb it to have electric cars, get rid of those gas fumes, get rid of the noise, and mostly keep it relatively the same. Just make it a little more futuristic and fitting in better with Tomorrowland. So no insertion of any intellectual property, just still the same story, but new cars? Yeah, because I, I mean, what would you put? You could do cars, but that doesn't necessarily fit with Tomorrowland. So this did not, this was one of my alternate choices. So I, hopefully I don't need it down the road. I'm just going to throw this out there. You can, you can. Was this your retheming? Yeah. Okay. You can adopt it or you can get rid of it. But what about Wreck-It Ralph and doing the Vanellope race? Oh, yeah. Candy, candy, whatever it's called. Candy, not Candy Rush. Sugar Rush. Sugar Rush? Yeah. Sugar Rush. Rush. Uh, that would be pretty fantastic because it could still fit the Tomorrowland theme because you're in a video game, essentially. Ooh, yeah. Ah, I, like I like that. It. I mean, you've got the Play Pavilion coming to Epcot, which, according to the promotional artwork, is going to feature a lot of Wreck-It Ralph stuff. So, I don't know if they'd want to do something like that. I, I'm on board. I don't need the Tomorrowland Speedway. I just think that for what it, I think they had the chance to get rid of it when they built Tron. And for whatever reason, they kept it and just put those cars back in there the exact same way, adjusted the track a little bit. And I'm like, come on. It's 2020. It's time for electric cars. So this past time we wrote it, it was not bad. But the time before when we wrote it, I'm going to embarrass you. I'm sorry. Thanks. We got off of it and Catherine had fumes stuck in her makeup. Yeah, on black her face. stuff all over me. Oh my gosh. Like, wow. We could definitely go to guest services and complain right now. <laughs> like, but we didn't. Um, <laughs> SOS. But yeah, that that's an issue. Yeah. That is an issue. Yeah. Wow. For sure. But didn't aren't these new cars from like Tokyo or somewhere else? I don't I don't know. I, I've the cars I, are new. I didn't think they were, but they might be. Yeah. I don't know. I might have just completely made that up, but for some reason, I think that it was like nice. the old, old cars that we rode in. And that was... Because we don't ride it often. I mean, that's one that we always skip. Yeah, I think I remember seeing... I don't know if it was on Instagram or something. We were like, we're going to do this that we never do. And you're like, and we're not going to do it again for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> this will get us through for the next 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Well, you basically have to see that there's no wait. And then you're like, all right, I guess we'll jump on it. We waited 40 minutes. No. <laughs> Big mistake. Oh, yeah. terrible. <laughs> Think of all the snacks you could have had in that time. Or how many loops on the people mover. <sighs> that was, no, because that was the same day the people mover had a 45-minute wait. It was absolutely unbelievable. Wow. I've never seen such a thing. They actually had a person. person standing out there saying, line starts here. Because it has escaped the queue, which is... 
I tried to start a hashtag revolution of stop making the people mover cool. And apparently it didn't catch on. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not cool. 45 minute wait for people mover. Yeah. All right. So that, that concludes our refurbishments. Brendan, you have won the coin to us for <laughs> the next category. I can't defer to the second half. <laughs> uh, since we're making up rules on the fly, no. Okay. I will do, let's do replace because that's my hot take. That's my spicy take. Love hot takes. All right. Oh boy. I am getting rid of the country bear jamboree. No. Disneyland people have survived just fine since it left them. I don't think you see too many of them upset that it has gone. And what I'm going to replace it with was the now debunked rumor of the Toy Story puppet show that they were going to put in there, which I think was made up all along. I don't know. Maybe there was a plan to do it. Who knows? But I was actually in the very small minority that wanted that replacement to happen. I was not screaming hashtag save the country bears. <laughs> I've enjoyed them for the years that they've been there. We've talked about this on our show being from Tennessee. It is a very tough pill to swallow to have so many references to Tennessee <laughs> in there and walk out with any sort of dignity. So I'm, I'm going to get rid of it. It's rough. Yeah, I, tomatoes I, are being thrown at me. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't blame you. I mean, I wasn't in the camp of bring in Toy Story or it's cool. You know what I mean? Like it needs to stay forever. But I did listen to your Splash Mountain episode, and so I kind of predicted that you were going to get rid of Country Bears because you're. <laughs> I think you're being kind of tame on our show. You sounded like you really, <laughs> really don't like Country Bear Jamboree. It's just like. I'm from Tennessee. Catherine's not. Mm -hmm. And I have fought the, I try to suppress my country accent as well as I can. I try to fight stereotypes of using outhouses and not wearing shoes still <laughs> to this day. And Country Bear Jamboree is just the exact opposite of everything I'm trying to combat. So, And when all these people go to Disney World and they've never been to Tennessee, they leave and then they think that's how it really is. So it reflects poorly on us Tennesseans. Correct. <laughs> so it's really a state pride thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see. You know, it also may be spreading. If, if people like Country Bear Jamboree, maybe we're going to go to more outhouses and <laughs> you know, corn, corn cob pipes and bluegrass music. I know your dad, Rachel, would probably love Country Bear Jamboree. He would. And that's why I love Country Bear Jamboree. Country Bear Jamboree because it is just like that old timey fun like I don't know I just like my dad is very into bluegrass and old timey music so I'm like he could just get up there with these bears and plunk along to the music but I don't know I just left it was just a nice wholesome feeling. It's got heart. Yeah I just thought it was very sweet but I would I think that a like Woody's Roundup puppet show would be really cute but I don't know if you need to go replacing the country bears for it i just don't know if we need more toy story it's true i like my big thing when they announced that or when it, that rumor came out was 
really? More Toy Story? We just got a whole land. And I know it's kind of an underwhelming land, but I don't know. It just like seemed like overkill. Three rides in it. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's also like an underlying very niche sports connotation of why I don't like them because I'm a Vanderbilt fan and Vanderbilt's biggest rival is Tennessee. Tennessee's fight song is Rocky Top. And you see the country bears all the time out in the square having a hoedown to Rocky Top. Mm -hmm. And I've just been taught my entire life to hate that song. So I think it bleeds over into that as well. I think Kimi could identify with that if they were playing like Hail the Victors or something. You'd be like, it was garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm sure nobody can relate to that, but it's just one of those things that can't get over it. I mean, that actually kind of makes sense. All right. Good answer. Get y'all riled. Controversial, but I like it. Catherine? Okay. I feel like mine is not going to be very controversial, but I just want to get rid of Mission Space. I don't care what they put there. I don't care if they just demolish the whole thing. Um, anything else could go there and I would be happy, but I, I've never liked that ride. I've been on it once, <laughs> but it was it was terrible. And I, I don't think it gets a lot of love anymore. Um, I was trying really, really hard to think of something that you could replace it with. And the only things that Brendan and I could come up with would be just something with maybe NASA, since NASA is really close in Cape Canaveral, um, or even like the Kennedy Space Center, like if they still wanted to kind of keep that theme. And I know they have the new space restaurant. So if they wanted to stay within that same realm, I just think there's got to be something better that they could do with that. Yeah. I like Mission Space. It almost made my refurb list because I feel like with better technology, you it, it would be a popular ride. But that's just me. I haven't been on orange. I've only been on green. But it seems it's, it's pretty. It reminds me of like going to a science museum when I was eight, like in the 90s. So. And it's not even that old. Really? Yeah. But it's, da- it's dated for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know too many people who would be sad if Mission Space. I mostly away. like the outside. Like the I think the entryway is super cool. So yeah. if you keep that and do some kind of NASA or Kennedy Space thing, I don't know what, but I mean, I do like that you know, space astronaut whole thing. Well, and I feel like even if it was like sponsored by the Kennedy Space Center, they could still put in a little flight simulator that would be very similar to Mission Space <laughs> in a much smaller scale. I guess a green version. Yeah. And there's a lot of wasted space in there. Is that the same area where there is like that kind of stuff for the mm-hmm. computer like simulators an indoor and playground stuff and like with? an arcade area? Not with actual arcade games, but like space themed stuff. Yeah, but like even those games don't seem like they either work or. Yeah, it's probably on its way out at some point. Too bad, so sad. Mm. All right, Rachel. Okay. We're replacing it? We're on replacing, yep. Okay. Um, since we already talked about Voyage, The Little Mermaid, I'll move on uh, to my see, other I said choice. Some people would probably just want to replace it. Yeah? Okay, what, what are you going to replace? 
I'm replacing the C's with Nemo. That ride is very boring. And I think just... I, I think it's a cool idea to have like some kind of projection on an actual aquarium, but I just think it it's always looks hazy and blurry. You kind of the story is kind of lame. Um, I think if you just had like a super cool aquarium, like maybe not like Ripley's, but kind of like Ripley's, <laughs> <laughs> where you're you know seeing some really cool sea life, that would be better. And this, like, kind of yeah, the Nemo theme was probably an attempt to make it more interesting to people, but it's still a walk on. And I don't know, what do you guys think about Nemo and Friends? Isn't it might be my sister's, but like her least favorite part of it is the song. (laughs) She hates the song. Big Blue World. Yeah, it's like in your head, and it just keeps going on and on and on. So I feel like they could have done something better with that so I could get behind replacing it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just like the queue. Like I love walking through that front little area because it's like you're underwater with the coral. But then once you get on it, it's kind of like, okay. Wish I was back in the queue. (laughs) (laughs) I like the one part where you're in the, um, what's the current called? The EAC? Yeah, the EAC. I like that part. I think the effects are kind of cool and it just feels neat, but it's like, you know, 15 seconds of the actual ride. So here's my question. Do you just want to change Nemo or do you want to change like the entire Seas Pavilion? Like is Turtle Talk staying or are we retheming this whole building? Or re- I replacing? Like, I still like Turtle Talk. Yeah, I, I mean, it's your pick, but I would want the aquarium to stay in some capacity. Yeah, I just think you need to yeah get rid of the actual Nemo ride and revamp the aquarium to make it something super cool. But yeah, I think Turtle Talk with Crush is a, just a great time, so keep that. Yeah, it is kind of sad. Like, even... In Tennessee, we can drive like four hours and see all these aquariums that are way, way, way better than the Seas Pavilion. It does seem underutilized. Mm -hmm. And Nemo probably plays a big role in that. Yeah. It's Nemo's fault. I think Nemo was trying to save it and it just was like sticking a Band-Aid on a flesh wound. Yeah. Sure. Like like a large (laughs) flesh wound. (laughs) I, I like the Seas Pavilion. I just like... Yeah, Brendan, to your point, it's just, it's not a great aquarium. I think Epcot should have something like that. I don't know. It just blows my mind that something like that has stood the test of time. And then, like, we don't have Cranium Command and stuff like that. You know, like, ah, we have the Life Pavilion just sitting there vacant. But that's a whole other story. All right. Replacing. I am going to replace. I think mine is a pretty vanilla answer. But I want to replace Tom Sawyer's Island. I don't know if I'm cheating a little bit, but I think that's considered an attraction. But to me, I think the idea behind it is neat, but it's so underutilized and it's a ton of space in Magic Kingdom that is a little bit starved for space that they're just not using and that nobody goes to. I don't know what I would do with that area, but I would definitely replace it with something cool. 
I can't even tell you the last time we went out there. I honestly don't know if I've ever been out there. Like my entire childhood, I really, I can't picture it at all. I can't, I don't know. What in the, what? (laughs) I know, I know. It's a terrible thing to have to admit, but I I don't know. It is a hard thing to pitch. Like we're going to get on this riverboat (laughs) and they're going to take us into the woods. Yeah, like we could do that here. (laughs) Except Tiana's on it. That's a big deal. Well, in that case. But yeah, I haven't done it either. I haven't been in my adult life. I haven't been there. Takes like a big portion of your day to go do what? You know, when you feel like there's things. Have you ever been to the restaurant over there? Mm -mm. No. We were there one day when it was open. And we didn't make it over there. It's one of my biggest regrets because it's it's only open like very very rarely. It seems almost random. It's like it's open this week, and the next week you're like, wait, wait what happened? And they have frozen sweet tea, which I really want to try. I knew that there was something out there that we wanted, but see, I don't even know. I guess now since we go more frequently, it might be worth it to go over there and check it out, but. I do agree. If you're just going as like a trip or like a family trip, it seems like an awful lot of effort to drag your family or your kids on the boat just to go to an island to get a frozen sweet tea. Well, and hot tip, Westward Ho, I think is what it's called, where you get the loaded onion rings. They have frozen sweet tea as well. And it wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. Mm. So, Duly noted. We're not Southerners, so the sweet tea is. <laughs> I was going to say, we're the only people who would go to Disney World and be like, oh my God, I need sweet tea. Um, just because this is an audio only thing, I'd like to point out, we do have all of our teeth and <laughs> we are somewhat civilized. Somewhat. Because we've, we've not been very well represented so far. <laughs> well, we know that you're not in cahoots with the country bears. Yeah, so. you're shunning their way of life, but, but clinging on to sweet tea. <laughs> there is a line. We got to <laughs> way up here in the Union states of uh Ohio. <laughs> we're big on the Arnold Palmer, which is half iced tea, half lemonade. That's good. Hard See, to we say. get those here, but the tea that they put in it is it's sweet, sweet, so you so get it's double like, sugar. Nice. Yeah, that would be intense. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, sorry my answer is a little vanilla. I can't I just couldn't think what what would I actually do with that space, but the I don't know, the the person in me that just is open to the possibilities of, because I'm all about expanding Disney World and they could add another gate, they could do all sorts of stuff and I'm going to be on board with most of the things that they do. And I'm just like, look at all that space that never gets used. And Aunt Polly's sounds like an awesome restaurant, but I'm not going to go out of my way or are for you? a barbecue slider and some <laughs> sweet tea. <laughs> Someday when we go, we'll let you know if it's worth it. <laughs> Please do. Please yeah. do. Okay. Um, Rachel, you want to pick a category here? Um, sure. I'll go with restore. Okay. But I still have two options, so I have to pick one. I'm just going to say both. One. <laughs> Of course. I won't. 1A, 1B. Um, elaborate on the first one. I just never got to ride the great movie ride, so I want to ride that. But 
I've also never got to ride the original Journey into Imagination with Figment, and the version that I rode was not great and super annoying. I like Figment as a person, um, as a (laughs) small dragon, but as far as the whole ride, what, you looked at me. Is he not a dragon? No, you're fine. I'm just you're making me laugh because I know I know she's holding back. I know how she really feels about that ride. Drove me, but like the queue, it's god awful, and <laughs> the whole ride doesn't make like whatever story is not really a story. Like it doesn't make sense. I like Figment though, so I people are always like you just need you know to ride the original or you you should have ridden the original or whatever. And I'm like, well. Fine. So maybe we can restore it back to its original form and that would be better. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Truth time here. Uh, I think it was like on, it w- I think it was the Disney trip that our trips overlapped, but we never ran into each other. Right. I think it's that one. And we kind of, we loosely knew each other online. And I remember, both of you were sitting here. Like I think Rachel was on Instagram and Keenan, you were on Twitter. You're sitting in the airport and you're both ranting about how bad <laughs> Figment went. I was like, man, these people are ruthless. <laughs> yeah. I think we made some enemies that day. Yeah, it's possible. I think that was all, that was like the only ride we, it was the first ride we rode on that trip. We waited for it. And I mean, not that long, maybe like 25 minutes, though, long enough, too long for that queue. It was like the second longest we waited the entire trip yeah, for, for anything because we just fast It might have been like 30 minutes, but yeah. yeah. And I was like, and for what? <laughs> and it was like, I wrote that was like the first ride at the trip. So I'm like, okay. And then, you know, as you have really actually good experiences, I was like, what even was that? <laughs> Because yeah, I, I think had it never written us, it like, before that. It, it took us probably getting on Soren before we were like, "Yeah, that that was totally disappointing." Like, not Soren, but yeah, <laughs> no, not Soren, but Soren yeah. put it into perspective how disappointed we were in Journey into Imagination. Yeah, the exit area also just no, Ugh. no thanks. I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't get. Yeah, you want to wait for Ralph and Vanellope? You're like, just feel like you're getting a hammer to the brain with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the song is fine in moderation, but Yeah, I know it's a Sherman Brothers classic. Yeah, so but if our listeners didn't, you know, stop listening off. around the trip reports where we ranted about that, we've we've now lost them Are in the second wave. Um No, but I'm saying I'm not trying to get rid of it. I'm just saying I do want to see why people even like it at all and see what the original is all about. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I think most people would agree with you that the original should come back. Bring I back Dreamfinder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am going to restore my favorite ride from childhood, which is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I know Disneyland has a version of this. I have not yet ridden it. Um, I'm not necessarily saying get rid of many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, but somewhere give me Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. That's going to be my restoration. Is it the same one that's in Disneyland? It's slightly different. Okay. How much do you remember from it? And how, (laughs) uh, how recently have you watched a ride through? 
I actually don't think I've watched a ride through fairly recently of the Disney World version. I've watched a ride through the Disneyland maybe a year okay. ago. Um, I guess if I brought it back, I'd maybe update it a little bit, but it's just it, it kind of jerks you all over the place. You've got the scene where the train is coming right at you, and then at the last second, you're rescued. It's just very fun. And uh, I, admittedly, it's nostalgia for me. You know, it's like every trip I pretty much have to do Tiki Room. Is it the best attraction in Walt Disney World? No. It needs updated. Like it clicks and clacks the whole time. But I am just filled with this great sense of joy every time I'm sitting in that room listening to the music. And I feel like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride would have a similar effect on me. So I I do not want to rob any joy away from you. Because <laughs> Can't it, mess with nostalgia. It, it does seem like you were very attached to it, but uh, maybe it's just because we haven't seen the movie. But I, I don't know. Just hand up. I was a little turned off by ending in he double hockey sticks and just getting off knowing that we died <laughs> and that was the end of it. Yeah. Maybe I just don't understand the movie. It- it was definitely wild. <laughs> but everything that you just said about Figment, I feel like that's how we felt about Mr. Toad's Water. Ride. Really? Okay. Because I did yeah. ride it as a kid in Walt Disney World, but I don't remember it too much. So Disneyland was kind of like our first introduction to it. And we're like, what, what the just heck happened? just happened? <laughs> Literally, heck, what happened? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was. It was very short. That's what I remember too, is like we we waited for a long time. And then it was like, boop, it's done. We went through like three rooms and, and yeah, it was weird. I guess part of it for me too is I ride many adventures of Winnie the Pooh and I'm like, it's just an inferior Mr. Toads. It's just kind of tame. There's no wildness to it. I like the part where you're bouncing along with Tigger, but. Tigger. Yeah, the blustery day, but. I don't know. I like how earlier I'm like, I wouldn't replace, I wouldn't put it back in Winnie the Pooh spot, but I'm like, I guess I would. Yeah. I mean, one ends in a birthday party and the other ends in <laughs> eternal flames. So, yeah. you know, just pick your poison. But the Disney World, the Disney World version didn't end that way, did it? I don't know. I don't think, I I don't no think it did. I think that's okay. one of the big differences between that and Disneyland. Maybe we would like it. Though. Yeah. That was, it was a big turnoff. <laughs> I was like, weird. This is not the happiest place. Was it a turnoff, though? Or was it like, I can't believe that just happened? Probably both. (laughs) Probably both. Yeah. Maybe we just completely misinterpreted it as well. I don't know. Mm. I don't know how you misinterpret that. Yeah. (laughs) I know. You didn't misinterpret it. That's how the Disneyland one ends for sure. Now I want to watch a ride through more than anything. Yeah. We've been super into ride throughs lately. So, well, I say lately as if we're not always, but feel like we need them now more than ever we, we sure. tonight we watched a bunch of shanghai disney stuff Ooh. which if you what haven't you, it's definitely or good. do you want to ride what is the uh so tron is obviously a big one. Oh, pirates is mm. their other big one right it was incredible yeah i don't want to watch tron just because we are getting it i just i don't mind watching like i don't want to see rise of the resistance because we're going to ride that on our next trip i don't want to have it spoiled something like mystic manor i'll probably never get to ride so i'm fine watching a ride through of it and it's in mandarin or cantonese it's in some version of chinese the, so it's the like, pirates 
No, uh, Mystic Manor. We watched one where it was in English. What? Am I thinking of the right one? Where is Mystic Manor? Hong Kong? Yeah, I think it's Hong Kong. It's not It's not the Shanghai dis- uh, China, China one. So I'm just full of incorrect facts. So just, <laughs> just ignore anything that I say. I'm I'm pretty locked into the Walt Disney World bubble, trying to learn more about Disneyland and going to go there eventually. But people will be like, oh, and this, you know, Tokyo Disney has this. I'm like, oh, sounds good. But I haven't, I have not like gone deep in, into that. Yeah. Are we on to so that's that? mine. That's my restore. Oh, wait, no. Is it my still- turn? Yes. Okay. Mine went, Mine is another kind of vanilla answer, but I would switch back Soren over the world to Soren over California because it was the superior Soren experience. I feel like, I don't know, from a, from a history teacher perspective, I can appreciate the, you know, Soren around the world and it does kind of make sense for Epcot, but at the same time, I miss the orange smell from... The California one. I think I missed that the most. I miss the golf ball coming at your face and barely missing you. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good one too. So I would heard, just I would replace that. Yeah, I've heard like the vast majority of people that have ridden both prefer California. So. I have heard that as well. But we love soaring over the world. You'll break Keenan's heart. It. But I mean, maybe you'll like California better. Who's to say? Yeah, I actually don't agree with you. I like world better. Oh, really? You didn't say that yesterday when we made this list. Well, you were struggling, so. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wish, I hate to be this person, but I wish California's was still soaring over California and keep Epcot as soaring over the world because I think they make more sense as two different rides. Yeah. For some reason, they want them both to be the same, which doesn't. It doesn't make sense. No. I could get behind that. Yeah, that's a good point, Brendan. So, Soren around the world at Disneyland ends in Epcot? No, I think it ends in Disneyland. But- I think it shows Sleeping Beauty's castle. Okay. Yeah. So, there's one scene different then? I think so, but it's... It's still so weird. Like everything, obviously, in California Adventure is California themed, and then soaring around the world. Why? Yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I thought that the Disneyland version was California. I know they change it for a little bit, but I guess I didn't. They bring it, it back was. occasionally, but it's not a yeah, permanent fixture. Yeah, it's weird that they would do that. And isn't soaring over the world? There's more like digital stuff, and soaring over California is like actual. Video footage. Is that true? I believe so. Mm-hmm. So, I know that other people have qualms with that as I well. I just want to see these orange groves that everybody talks about. I just want to smell. The best smell. Yeah. Okay. Again, it smells just like Fiji. No, it doesn't. I think it smells more orangey. <laughs> <laughs> it smelt better. <laughs> what about the orange smell on Flight of Passage? Is there an orange smell of flight passage? No, I don't no, think why so. Why would there be an orange smell? <laughs> I don't know. I think, I'm again, I made it up. There's a Fiji-esque smell on Flight of Passage. 
Okay. I guess that's what I'm getting. Yeah, they some, kind of, water. There are some overlap of smell. Is that a I'm, thing? Might as well buy in bulk if you're going to do it. <laughs> they got a Costco membership <laughs> on smells. We have our flight of passage oil diffuser going right now. But I don't feel like it smells like the ride. I think it kind of smells like the cave trigger, a little bit, like- but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't bring you there. I did look into. I'm never going to do it because they're expensive. But I did look into the machines that Disney uses. You can because you can actually go and buy them from a company and get and get the same sense that they use. I'm sure very wealthy people have done this. Yeah, I totally would do that. Right. Need like each room in your house to be a different theme and put the smell in there. Heck oh my yeah. gosh, how cool! <laughs> have like a Polynesian, a pirate's water. Yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah, Alexa, make it like the boardwalk lobby today. Great, minus creepy clowns. Yeah, yeah, just the sense. All right, are we ready for my restore? Yes, sir. Mine is to bring back. Great moments in history with the Muppets yes. to Magic Kingdom. I'm not sure why it got taken away. I feel like there was always a crowd gathered around every time it happened. It was educational, which is beneficial, and I think serves some some of the purpose of Liberty Square. And again, if Muppet Vision 3D goes away eventually, like I think we all expect, it's not going to be around forever. I want the Muppets to at least be somewhere. And I thought it was a very enjoyable show. Yeah, we love it. And if they have multiple shows, like you could see different ones at different times. So that was cool too. Yeah, I think they had two different ones. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I love it. I heard that the reasoning was for foot traffic. Like they wanted to keep a steady flow through them there. But it doesn't make sense because they brought it back during – was it like Martin Luther King Jr. weekend? So one of those busy weekends that are like, we're bringing it back. And then they'll occasionally bring it back. Like when the crowds are super heavy, I guess it's something for people to do. So they don't get stuck waiting an hour and a half for a haunted mansion. But I don't know. I, it, figure out a way to make it work because I love it. I'm with you. It's, yeah. I, I think it does fit super well in there. We really yeah, like it. And it draws a crowd. And like it's hurting anybody to yeah. keep it. Yeah, because when else is anybody spending any time in that portion of Liberty Square besides to sit down and eat something from Sleepy Hollow exactly, or to maybe entertain their grandma <laughs> into going into Hall of Presidents? But right. that's about it. Yeah. The, I guess the Christmas shop gets quite a few people. Oh, yeah. We, that's a tradition for us. Get an ornament from ye old Christmas shop. But it's still a shop. There's, there's not much else going on there. Mary Poppins, I guess, is out back. Since, since Rachel shared 1A and 1B, can I share my 1B as well? Because yep. I was really proud of it. Yes, I want absolutely. to bring back Disney Quest in place of NBA experience. Yeah. I feel like we're only like six months in to <sighs> NBA experience and nobody cares about it. No. Disney Quest, I guess, could fall under their refurb option as well that it, if it was going to be there it needed to be updated drastically but i don't know many people with who are just dying to go to the nba experience no it seemed when they yeah 
I feel like everything I hear about it, it's like they're really trying to promote it, but everyone's just like, what? Why? Why'd you? I'm not familiar with Disney Quest, so I can't say, but I know that I don't care about the NBA experience. Somebody tweeted a really funny joke that once everything reopens, that the NBA experience won't have to change anything to maintain social distancing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're not wrong. And we actually went to Disney Quest. I mean, it's been a couple of years, but we were just talking about it the other day about how much fun we had there. I mean, it was empty and it could use a refurb, but there were all kinds of arcade games. We had a blast. Yeah. I mean, we played like Fruit Ninja, which uh-huh. sounds dumb, but it was, it was awesome. So fun. Yeah. There were tons of games like that, like interactive. We played the uh, jump rope game for a long time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It's yeah, awesome. Arcade games, you can never go wrong with them. And it seems like arcades are going away in Disney. You could do like a day. Wreck-It Ralph theme kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The Play it Pavilion. We don't know much about it, but you the Play Pavilion that's coming to Epcot. It's supposed to be like a virtual world type thing. So maybe some arcade type stuff. But yeah, Disney Quest over NBA Experience all day, every day. I had to break someone's heart the other day. It was, we were talking about a potential Disney trip in their future. And they were just like, yeah, I remember going when I was a kid and uh, Disney world was all right. But what I really loved was it was Disney quest. So I'd like to go back there. I was like, um, it's not there anymore. <laughs> well, what replaced it? That's the thing. It's like, you start talking about what replaced it and it's like, what really? I don't know. Although I've have heard good things about that restaurant that's attached to it, but we haven't tried it yet. Mm-mm. I know nothing. I didn't even know there was a restaurant attached to it. There is. I <laughs> don't know the name and I don't know what kind of food they serve. NBA food. Clearly. Yeah. So like cold fries? Yeah. <laughs> Popcorn. <laughs> Hot dogs. Okay. Yeah. So we are on to our final category, which is to retheme. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, are you starting this one? I'm starting, and I might steal Rachel's because I think this was originally your idea. But no, well, yours is probably better than mine because I feel like I didn't. Okay. I am going to retheme what I think is potentially the worst theming, at least my, one of my least favorite themes in all of Disney World. And that is Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. The ride's fun, but I do not understand the Aerosmith theming. I think the whole, like, the story that they tell is kind of fun. Like, I like going into the studio and I like you get into the limo and whatever. But I'm like, I don't, I have zero connection to this. I Aerosmith's music is whatever. I don't hate it, but I'm not interested in this at all. And so, where I'm going to steal your idea, Rachel, is you had mentioned, I think this came from you, but doing a um, power line, you're trying to get Max and Goofy to a power line concert, which is a very dated movie, but it's a classic. People love it. Uh, Goofy is a you know signature Disney character, so you can't go wrong theming something after him and whatever, Barnstormer, we're not counting that. Oh, excuse me. Um, but I think that would be fun. But honestly... I don't see them doing something like that. I don't care. Just change it. Make it something that is actually magical. Not getting Aerosmith, getting to an Aerosmith concert. 
Super lame. <laughs> well, I think it's like, because it, it's like the Hollywood experience. They're trying to like get you, you know. Yeah, I don't care. Live the Hollywood life to a big name concert and going through your limo through like Hollywood traffic and stuff. So they're trying to like kind of immerse you. But <laughs> Keaton doesn't care. Yeah, oh, that stupid guitar, like signage. Yeah, the signage is bull. <laughs> yeah, that was actually mine too. So Sorry. I have an alternate, but it's not as good. But that was mine too. And I agree. I think Aerosmith is super dated. I guess I can agree that it goes with the Hollywood Studios theme. But even just like the neon cutouts, yeah, yeah, I kind awful. of hate those. Yeah, and I hate There's like after going on the Incredicoaster and you can see how they can really like tell a story on a roller coaster. It's like, why can't they do that in Disney World? Mm-hmm. Well, it tells the story. It's just Steven Tyler yelling at you a lot. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's not a very good story. It's terrible. They could do better. I feel like for years they were saying that it was going to be like a new band, like a One Direction. And then they broke up. And then the Jonas Brothers broke up. So it's like you can't even pick like a relevant band because they're going to be irrelevant in yeah. two to three years. Yeah. Bruno Mars, maybe. Well, now the Jonas Brothers are back. They're probably like, no. Yeah. Man. You need to go with, yeah, you need to go with a classic or like something that would be a classic, like Powerline. But I feel like Disney doesn't even have the rights to Powerline songs. Like I just posted something on Instagram and it got taken off because I put stand out on my stories. It wasn't even like an actual post and it was like we took this down. This is only available in some countries. Like you cannot it was download within minutes too. Yeah, you cannot download Stand Out anywhere. Like, it is locked down. And I'm still Man. waiting for Powerline's full album to drop. I did not realize that. Yeah, I know. I didn't know it's that It's crazy. It's like you can't get... There's like you can't get on Spotify. I don't know. It's like... So I don't think a Powerline hmm. trip is going to happen. I don't know what's up Sorry, with that. anything but... Getting to an Aerosmith concert. <laughs> I do like that song. No? Okay. <laughs> I, the, I don't hate the music, but the, the music's not even loud, loud enough. Yeah. I feel like they tried and you're just kind of like... I, I don't think they tried. I think that's my complaint, is that they put a cool coaster in there with a bunch of neon signs and played Aerosmith <laughs> and did a cool pre-show. Yeah. I guess the launch area is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Pre-show, everything leading up to it yeah. is fine. And then just like a dark coaster. Yeah. I don't know. Would you rather him just take it all out and it just be a Hollywood Studios version of Space Mountain? Just completely pitch black? No. But I'd rather see animatronics or screens even over like blue light or black light cardboard. I can support that. So that was mine. Uh, I think we're on to Catherine. Oh, if we're okay. circling around here. Do you want to share what your rock and roller coaster your replacement was? Well, it was really your idea. Theirs was better. <laughs> I liked your power line idea. So we're just going to pretend like mine's not there. My alternate ride was to take Stitch's Great Escape 
and maybe turn it into some kind of like stitch flying simulator. We were really trying to think of something where you could still like sit in those weird seats that we all hate that kind of move around. And that was the best thing we could come up with. Cause it's just dormant. It's just sitting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we went in there to meet stitch at a Halloween party cause he was wearing his Elvis costume, oh, nice. which was pretty cool. But I mean, they literally just use like the front, like 10 feet of it. So right. this, that whole area, you don't go back into any of it. I'm sure some people are yelling at home that it needs to be Wreck-It Ralph because that's been the biggest rumor for that. But I don't, I don't know what they could do with Wreck-It Ralph in that space. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Maybe I would like, like to see Stitch stay. I know, I love Stitch. For Wreck-It Ralph, they may be like the going through like the plugs, the different games or something. Yeah. Or it could be Wreck-It yeah. Ralph in the, um, the shoot-em-up game. With the aliens and just bring back oh. extraterrestrial. <laughs> and that, yeah, now you're dealing with cybugs. Horribly scary. It was. I never wrote it when it was Stitch themed, but I wrote it a couple times as like a preteen and teen when it was the alien, alien encounter. And it was, I mean, it's like breathing on your neck and just. Ugh. But I loved it because I like being scared. And Disney didn't have stuff like that and still doesn't. Yeah, I would never do that. <laughs> never. I don't like things touching me. Like, I hate it stuff to be a bug, which I'm surprised didn't make any of my Yeah, I, I thought here. about that. I thought about uh, replacing it, but I wasn't sure what else to put in the tree. So it didn't make my list. Because you got to have something in the tree. Yeah, you got to use the tree. I don't know. I would rather just be like a Circle Vision movie or something. Yeah. Like a Nat Geo type thing. Yeah. Yeah, Well, just give me Joe Rohde talking for 10 minutes. I'm fine with that. Just give me a Joe Rohde animatronic. (laughs) There we go. Yes. Okay. With life-size earring. Yeah. That grows over time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, my re-theme is Test Track. And similar to what I threw out there for Tomorrowland Speedway, I want to turn Test Track into Wreck-It Ralph, but I want to do it into the Mario Kart style ride that they're putting into Universal. I don't oh, know if yeah. you've watched anything on that, but I think it's going to be insane. One of the coolest rides ever. And I think Test Track has the bones to be able to do something similar to that. So that's what I would love to see because Test Track just doesn't do it for me anymore. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think Test Track is probably on the chopping block at some point too. But what better theme than to do like a racing simulator in that new mechanic that they're doing with the Mario Kart ride. The Mario Kart ride just looks like everything I've ever wanted. I will probably spend days, weeks, years in Nintendo World when it opens. It's going to be mind-blowing. Yeah. I mean, I love Disney more than anything, um, but I'm on record as saying I think I'm more excited for Nintendo World than 
anything that Disney's got coming in, in the future. I just, I've grown up with Nintendo as much as I've grown up with Disney, if not more. And being able to live it and be immersed in it, I just can't wait. That I might brave the opening crowds for that one. We'll meet you there. Yes. You save us a spot in Mario Kart. We'll save you a spot in the Donkey Kong roller coaster. Heck yeah. Nice. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. I think this is our last one, right, Rachel? Yeah, and this is the only one I did not have an alternate for. And I also chose Test Track. No so, Yeah, I know. I had them for everything else. This one was the hardest one for me to think of because I did think of the um, Rock and Roller Coaster mm-hmm. because we've talked about that before. But besides that... Can I, can I that, throw something out at you and you, you throw it back or you take it? Well, I have a I had a different re-theme. Oh, it wasn't, I mean, I'm just saying it wasn't Wreck-It Ralph, but my idea might be more lame, which is to do cars, because I know, I mean, I know the, the cars ride in Disneyland is a huge hit, and they kind of have some of the same mechanics, if I'm not mistaken, the fast part. I don't know. I've never been on That's it. It's basically so. the same. Yeah. But, so to same make a car system. theme, I think you could still, you know, in Epcot, it's all about the education which I love. Um, you could still, you know, talk about aerodynamics and drifting and whatnot and like the racing portion. I don't know if you could pair it with like, or like have NASCAR sponsor it, if that would be good or if that would be a deterrent for some NASCAR haters. But I don't know. Those are just some some ideas I, I had because I really couldn't think of a lot of re-theming. I don't think I'm good at that. Yeah, I mean, you need a sponsor, so NASCAR's not a bad idea there to get some money flowing in. Have you have you all been to the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy in Hollywood Studios? Yes. Oh, yeah, and so I was going to say, take that animatronic and put that in <laughs> just test track. Lift it out just of lift Hollywood it up, Studios. Just pick it up and carry it. Um, we'll because, just drive it over there. Yeah, <laughs> because I think the, the Racing Academy is a nice air-conditioned stop and the animatronic is cool, but the actual show is kind of like, whatever. So, yeah, put that animatronic in there, like in the queue, like they do for Toy Story with uh, Wheezy, or not Wheezy, sorry, um, Mr. Potato Head, or whatever. So, yeah, you could still use that animatronic. I'm going to two-for-one there. I don't know what you were going to say, Brendan, but... (laughs) Well, that yeah, I was going to say you could just adopt many of those same principles that Lightning McQueen is talking about in that Racing Academy and that would make sense for test track mm-hmm. where he's talking about, you know, all the different things you need to make a car go fast without the Chevy ads being shoved down your throat. I was going to say, you could take like the, like the animatronic cars and like put them where all where they're trying to sell you cars and you could like have like a meet and greet with the cars or, I don't know, whatever else you would do with cars. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, you could it just take the Lightning better. McQueen thing, shorten it a bit, and make it the, a pre-show for the new test track because that's going to absorb a huge group of people. I don't know how you'd load after that, but I'm sure they could figure out a, a flow there that would work. I'm sure the Imagineers what, uh, could imagine it. What temperature do you think that room is in the Racing Academy? I think it's about 55 degrees in there. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but it was it was the AC was luxurious. Yeah, it was welcome after the <laughs> we were there, heat. and it was yeah. 
It was like you can see your breath in there. It was the mm-hmm. it was the hottest day of our trip, and was we were it? dying. It's Hollywood Studios, the day that you couldn't. And Rachel goes hard, but yeah. this was you I needed to go back. I was like, I'm going back. <laughs> to the hotel. I don't care if you go back. I'm going back. <laughs> um, and I was I a much regret nicer not just staying person after I went back and gotten some AC, but yeah, that was a hot hot trip. I think it was like 97, which I'm sure is why. I mean that getting off track a little bit but like the lightning mcqueen show it's fine it's kind of cool but it's totally just a distraction get people inside cool off have something to do where you're not lining up for tower of terror and galaxy's edge so yeah i mean we we've only done it when like you walk back there to ride rock and roller coaster in the woods too long you're like well i guess we'll do this right here Mm -hmm. yeah Okay. Well, those are all good answers. I I mean, our listeners might not agree, but I'm I'm in agreement with everything. I, I wasn't offended by anyone's answers, so. Good deal. Yeah. Except country bears. I'm okay. <laughs> but Rachel, I get it. So, before we part ways, one thing we like to do with our first time guests is a lightning round of questions. So, if you guys are up for it... These would be questions that you may have heard if you listen to the show, but um, supposedly you are getting them for the first time and you're giving us your gut answer. You're allowed to explain it. You don't have to explain or defend your answer, but it is just the first thing that comes into your head. Don't overthink it. Just say it and then... Follow your heart. Yeah, follow your heart. Okay. Yeah, I'm not good at it. Just go with it. Go with your gut, but we're game. Well, they're easy. Okay. Some of them are. So they say. (laughs) All right. We'll start with your favorite Disney movie. Peter Pan. Up. Whoa. (laughs) No, no, I changed my mind. See, that's what happens when you go with your gut. You mess up. (laughs) Lion King? It's Lion King. Uh, Yeah. You get them all again. (laughs) Like, wait a second. You heard Pixar movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. No, it is a Lion King. <laughs> All right. Both both good picks. Um, what's your favorite Disney song? Go the Distance, Hercules. Hmm. I would have probably said that one too, but I'll go with uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. Nice power. Right. Just gets me You can't fired not like up. sing yeah. and dance to that song. Get both of those are on a running playlist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are good, but those are also, it's from an era that does not often come up during our lightning round. So I like that. Number three. Best Disney Park snack. Rice Krispie Treat. Mm. Chocolate dipped. Rice Krispie Treat. (laughs) From the confectionery. From the confectionery. Awesome. Not the prepackaged ones, the ones from behind the glass. Gotcha. Hmm. Oh, dear. What do I eat the most? I feel like I'm going to answer these for you. <laughs> corn dog nuggets. I do like corn dog nuggets. Uh, pretzels. Ooh, I love a good pretzel. Pretzel with cheese. Yeah. You can't go wrong with a Mickey pretzel. Nice. I guess we could also use our lightning round questions as like a marriage game. You know, do you, do you correctly answer for the other person? How well do you know your spouse? Right. But the problem then, is, I think for both Catherine and me is that like we forget 
what we like, it seems. At least that's what I'm catching. And then the husband's like, no, why did you say that? You clearly like this the best. Uh, yeah, we'd lose on that game show. Yeah. <laughs> we would just argue the whole time. Like, well, that was your favorite. Well, I forgot it was my favorite yeah. in the moment. <laughs> um, the next question, Rachel hates because it's kind of convoluted. but I feel like they'll understand it. It's your favorite non-e-ticket attraction. So your favorite thing that you might do that's not something you would like get a fast pass and you know the the big ticket items at disney world mine would be grand fiesta tour in epcot Ooh, that's a good one are you allowed to say i don't know i just love going to like the the boardwalk kind of area i don't know get some ice cream it's not an attraction i was trying to think of something off the wall brendan <laughs> it's okay if it's not an attraction thank you i think i think that actually might help our question if i reword it to make it not just an attraction your favorite thing that's not a major attraction maybe anyway i don't know we I feel like this question requires too much explanation it cannot therefore not be in a lightning round All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true it's a terrible lightning round yeah. question what is your must ride Every trip. Space Mountain. I'd say Expedition Everest. All right. Both mountains. Number six. What is your most memorable character interaction? This can be generic. Like I just like meeting Mickey or it can be something very specific. Mm. Do you, you want to go? Yeah, you go first. Okay. I think one of my favorite... Uh, character experiences was when we just got engaged. So we got engaged at Disney. Mm -hmm. And when we went to Animal Kingdom, that's the only place that you can meet Mickey and Minnie together. And it was really fun to meet them together because like Minnie started giving Mickey a hard time about like never proposing and different things <laughs> like that. So they were just like super cute and it was a good photo op and yeah, that's adorable. awesome. I love that. That is great. Is I that love still Mickey true? That that's the only place that they're together? Well, they did their 90th, but that's done now, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. At the time, yeah, it was the only place you could meet them together. Yeah, I didn't realize that. So there is the Chase Epcot character spot, which is random. But I don't know if, if one of the random pairings could be Mickey and Minnie. Yeah, that's true. But other than mm -hmm. that, yeah, the Animal Kingdom Safari is the is the spot. And they are super cute. Mine would probably be the first time we met. I have two. I'm sorry. We met Chip and Dale when they were the Chipmunkasauruses in Dino Land. We had no idea that that was even a thing. We just stumbled back there. Mm -hmm. And there's two chipmunks dressed <laughs> as dinosaurs. dinosaurs. And the other is like a sentimental one. When we went with our niece... When she met Daisy, she lit up and like kept saying Daisy, Daisy, Daisy and saying hi to her and hugging her. Aww. So I'll never forget that one. It was Chef Daisy as well for food and wine. Oh, that's, that's precious. Adorable. What is your favorite Epcot festival? Speaking of which. Ew. We're suckers for flower and garden. I think it's just because that's the one that we always get to go to. Like it's, it's a solid time of the year because we have to work around my school breaks and everything. Is that your favorite? 
It probably still is, but we did get to go to the Festival of the Arts for the first time this year, and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. So that one is creeping up, but it's probably still Flower and Garden. Good, good. What is your top item on your Disney bucket list? Ours are different for this, I think. Mm-hmm. Mine is Tokyo, probably like many, many other people, but... I think Disney Sea is the big allure there. It's just so different than any other park in the world. So that's where I really want to go. I might say mine might be Disneyland Paris. I think one, it might be a little more like accept, like doable for us. But B, they have a dragon underneath their castle. And I have got to see that in real life. Nice. Good answers. Tokyo Disney Sea is also mine, so maybe we can just do a guy's trip. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Stop in Alani on the way back. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm assuming we're skipping number nine, uh, which is bringing back one defunct attraction or restoring. Well, yeah. One to so let's just point. change it. Um, What's your favorite mode of transportation in Disney? Ooh. I think mine might be the Skyliners now. Dang it. I didn't I was, even think of those. <laughs> how could you not think of those? I was very hesitant about them because we were actually there um, the weekend that they like crashed into each other and we didn't get to ride them. So I was very hesitant to ride on them, but it it's breezy and it was fast and we liked it. Yeah. I mean, mine's probably Skyliners. What were you going to say? Ferry boat. Because you do not like ferry boats because they take a while. But they're so slow. They're so relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are relaxing. And I mean, if you're staying at one of the resorts that's close enough, then it's they take a while, but still pretty quick. Yeah, we did Wilderness Lodge. That was, wasn't too bad. The only time it was long was when they had to go back. To, oh, yeah. We'd be like, wait, where are we going? Yeah, they like turned around. I don't know. That took like an extra 40 minutes. It was crazy. Um, okay. Final question. Don't quit your day job, but if you had to be a cast member, what would you do? So I always think it'd be fun to do like the bippity boppity boutique. So that would be a, a cute one. Yeah. It'd be fun to make magic for those little ones. Do you have do you have mm-hmm. the skills to be a hairdresser? I'm not critiquing oh your answer. No. I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. I think I don't know, especially on like squirmy little kids. Like I tried to put a bow in my niece's hair today and she's like running all over the place. I couldn't even do that. So I'm sure it takes a lot of talent. I could do like the, where you sprinkle like the glitter at the end. (laughs) Mine is probably a piggyback off the last answer. I'd want to be a ferry boat skipper. Nice. I think that'd be relaxing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe you'd get tired of it, but. I don't think those people ever get tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's back-to-back episodes of us where our guest has said the friendship boat captain. Man, I need to connect with this person. We need to be a dual applicant. That's right. (laughs) Cool. Well, this was awesome. I had a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for coming on our show and playing this little game with us. Um, Obviously, our listeners should check out your show and maybe connect with you on social media. So can you tell people where they can find you? 
Yeah. So podcast, of course, is Detour to Neverland. You can find us on any of the podcast players. Website is DetourToNeverland.com. Instagram, we are Detour to Neverland. The only variant is Twitter. We are at DTN Podcast. But we, yeah, we'd love to connect. And we thank you guys so much for coming on with us. Of course, we recommend episode number 162 where you guys joined us. That was a good, fun conversation that we had. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, Twitter with the shortened names. That got that one got us too. Um, but I will post all those links in the show notes. So you guys should go check them out. But yeah, I think that's a wrap for this episode. And we really appreciate you guys taking time out of your night to talk Disney with us. Although I feel like in this quarantine phase of our lives, this is like a welcome, you know, escape and yeah. lets us dream with of our most magical place and yeah, connecting with friends. So cool. Thanks for coming on and thanks for listening yeah. and for being a part of our world. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week and being a part of our world. Please reach out to us on social media. We can be found at part of our world podcast on Instagram or Facebook and on Twitter at P-O-O-W podcast. You could also shoot us an email, part of a world podcast at gmail.com, or call into our voicemail, 614-392-8147. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, have a magical day. <laughs> Are you ready? Welcome to Neverland! Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.